It is another edition of the Man Cave Football Podcast. What up, everybody? Dan Casper here, as always, and we're getting closer to another football season, if you can believe it or not. Training camps going on right now. Month, uh, a little less than a month away from the start of the NFL season. Hard to believe that. Doesn't even, I don't know about all of you, but doesn't quite seem like it's around the corner because we haven't had any preseason games. You know, some teams just started tackling or practicing with pads and that. So uh, it's definitely, definitely a weird year. But uh, hey, we keep it rolling here on the Man Cave Football Podcast. I want to remind all of you too here quickly that if you're not subscribing to the podcast, what are you doing? Make sure you do it. We're available on all the popular platforms out there. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google, you name it. We're on it. Subscribe to it. Listen to it. Rate it so other football fans uh, can find us. Appreciate that if you can do it. So I'm going to try. You know, I'm always kind of tinkering with the, with with this podcast. You know, trying to find, A, what will keep you guys coming back. I mean, that that's the main thing, but also to, to kind of keep it entertaining and and something different from from other stuff out there. So, I mean, we're still going to have, like, the interviews like we had with Peter King just recently and, and Kalen Kaler and, and other interviews I've got got planned for the future. And, of course, you know, analysis and all that when, when there's games going on or the draft or all that too. But one thing I want to kind of start to do a little bit more is, I guess, throw out some hypotheticals. You know, what-if situations. If you listen to my radio show, uh, every Wednesday we do a what if segment and I kind of want to do something like that just to, to spark the conversation, to get the debate going, to get the banter going here a little bit. Oh, got to be careful. I'm going to knock stuff over over here in my office, but I, I, that's what I kind of want to do. And that's what we're going to do with this episode. And it's something, it's, it's a, it's a topic that I've been thinking about for, uh, for a little while now. And we all, you know, it, we all talk about, you know, how important Super Bowl wins are to quarterbacks, right? You know, or coaches or anything like that. What about, you know, the the quarterbacks that didn't win a Super Bowl? Those quarterbacks, how would their careers look differently or be looked upon differently if, if they did have a Super Bowl with them? Now, when we bring that topic up or when we bring that question up, the... The first guy that a lot of people think about is Dan Moreno right away. You know, when we ask the question, who's, you know, who's the best player to to not have a Super Bowl? His name's on that short list. Barry Sanders on there too. So, you know, but and I got a feeling a lot of people instantly when I pose that question, whose quarterback's career would look differently if they have a Super Bowl? Dan Moreno's going to be the quick one right off the top of their top uh, off top of their mind, and, and I get it. But when I when I'm asking the question, you know, who's career would have been impacted more with the Super Bowl or would look be looked upon a lot differently or more positively if they do have a Super Bowl uh, to their resume. You know, Dan Marino, yeah, he, he I mean, he'd probably be looked upon more by maybe a younger generation of fans or just in terms of, you know, moving up a couple spots. I mean, he's still considered, Dan Marino's still widely considered a top 10 quarterback, right? He's still considered a top 10 quarterback. How much would he jump up in those quote-unquote rankings if if he had a Super Bowl championship? Maybe a couple? 
maybe a couple, maybe closer to the top five or into the top five. Maybe he's just out in the, outside the top five and he moves into the top five. So, I mean, he moves up a couple spots, right? It's not like he he's vastly overlooked and a Super Bowl would automatically put him, like, it's not like he's in the 20s and then a Super Bowl, you know, win would put him in the top 10 right away. He's already around there. Not trying to downplay or anything, but, I mean, we know he's one of the most talented, one of the best quarterbacks to have played of all time. So I, I've got five guys, five quarterbacks that don't have a Super Bowl ring that I think could be in the conversation or close to the conversation. One of them I'm kind of hesitant on. But that could be, you know, if you add a Super Bowl championship to their name, maybe they're looked upon uh, for for their career or their legacy in a little bit of a brighter or a better way. And Dan Marino is on that list. I mean, you know, I, I think he's one of the more talented quarterbacks to have ever played this game. I mean, I would love to have seen Dan Marino play in, like, today's era. And... You know, with with the passing game and, you know, with the pass interferences that are constantly called now, it seems like. So uh, there's no question, if you had a Super Bowl, it it probably really solidifies his stance as one of the best quarterbacks of all time. To me, he's still, he, he's a top 10 quarterback now, and maybe he is closer to a top five if he has a Super Bowl championship to his name. I mean, you're talking about a guy who threw for over 61,000 yards, 420 touchdowns, played in 242 games, a 147 and a 93 record, uh, just under 60% completion percentage. He's still one of the best of all time. But he's not, I guess if we were ranking them, he's not number one on my list because I don't think he makes that big of a jump in terms of his legacy as opposed to a couple of these other ones. Now, the one guy I'm not sure how much it would improve, I think maybe his name is, I guess, maybe a little bit more popular, if that's the right term to use. But I don't know if it really improves his legacy or his career that much. And that's Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts is a Pro Football Hall of Famer. And, you know, he played in a, just an aerial attack with the San Diego Superchargers. But, I mean, you, you look at some of the numbers, 254 for touchdown passes, 242 for interceptions. 86, 84, and 1 as a quarterback. Over 43,000 yards passing. He is a Hall of Famer. But let's let's assume everything went, you know, the stats are very similar, about the same, but you add a Super Bowl championship to that. Do you... How much do you bump him in terms of, I guess, quarterback rankings? Or how much do you bump him in terms of how his legacy is perceived? I don't know if it bumps it up that much. I think it does a little bit. But not as much as as some of these other these, these next three quarterbacks that I'm going to mention. You know, Dan Fouts, I think, still probably catches a, a lot of people off guard. Especially maybe people who didn't watch him play or don't know a lot about the history of the game. They may not reckon or really realize a he's in the hall of fame and maybe even the younger generation goes who's dan Fouts that that announcer guy yeah he's a hall of fame quarterback so maybe it 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 does a little bit but i don't think it really vaults his legacy that much more than like dan marino uh possibly or these next three and to, to kick off these next three there was 
there was a I, I debated between these these first two. Now I, I've got a clear cut number one, and I'll admit it that my number one it, it kind of surprised me until I dug deeper into it and you know started to look at the numbers, started watching some of the stuff and reading more about it because I went in thinking that these next two quarterbacks that I'm going to mention they were going to be my number one pick, but my number one kind of surprised me a little bit, but. And I think they're easy as soon as I say their names. Jim Kelly and Warren Moon. You know, Jim Kelly goes to four straight Super Bowls. Four straight Super Bowls. Um, he wins just one of those. He's probably more into the conversation of, you know, one of the all-time best at quarterback. I, again, pro football Hall of Famer. Going to four straight Super Bowls. But if that guy just comes away with one of them, he, he's probably talked a little bit more about it. I mean, a lot of times when you hear Jim Kelly talk, to, it's usually you know the the Buffalo Bills in the four straight Super Bowl losses, or that draft that he was in with Marino and, and John Elway. Jim Kelly wins a Super Bowl. You're probably talking about him a, a little bit more in terms of one of the better quarterbacks of all time by just winning just one of those. And remember, he started off his career uh, a little bit later too. USFL started it off there. Didn't get in the NFL till the age of 26. Retired at the age of 36. Still put up over 35,000 yards passing, 60% completion percentage, 101 and 59 with a record, 237 touchdown passes, 175 interceptions. So I do think Jim Kelly is one of those guys, if you just add one of those Super Bowls, one win from those four trips, he jumps up quite a bit in terms of quarterback rankings. For a lot of people. I really do. Warren Moon, same thing. And you look at some of the numbers that this guy put up. And then you factor in that the guy started in the NFL at the age of 28. There's a big what if right there. And just to, just in terms of what the hell would that guy have. What, what would his numbers look like if he started even at the age of like 23. Because he started at the age of 28. CFL. First off. Goes to the NFL, goes to Houston. We know that was an aerial attack there too. But 49,000 yards passing and 291 touchdowns. 102-101 quarterback record. Again, he's a Pro Football Hall of Famer. But 49,000 yards passing, 291 touchdown passes. He plays, you know, starts his career maybe five years earlier. Uh, he's probably got, what, 60, at least 60,000 yards passing. And he's probably over 400 touchdown passes. He's probably even competing with Dan Marino for the touchdown passing record. He's probably competing with Marino for that. Those are some ridiculous numbers for a guy who started at the age of 28. Now, he did play for a lot longer than, like, Jim Kelly played. He... He played uh, until he was age 44 the last couple years. You know, didn't really do a lot with with Kansas City there. But still, just think about if he would have played like five years earlier. And then you add a Super Bowl to to that number, those numbers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people, you know, especially the younger peeps again. Warren Moon is a Hall of Famer. Warren Moon had some ridiculous stats for starting his career off late. So I think a Super Bowl championship definitely would improve his legacy. But my number one guy, again, I thought it was going to be between Warren Moon and Jim Kelly for me. My number one guy surprised me. 
until I started looking at some of the numbers. And then I started reading more about him and watching some clips on YouTube. This is a guy who finished his career with 342 touchdown passes, 47,000 yards passing. But he was mostly known in his early days as a running quarterback. Fran Tarkenton. Yeah, Fran Tarkenton, Minnesota Vikings quarterback, starting off in the year 1961. He ended up finishing his career. Uh, where's the uh, where's the rushing yards here? He ended up finishing his career with over 3,600 yards rushing. And you're thinking, okay, that's not a whole. Again, guy started in 1961. He w- He's widely viewed as one of the first, if not the first, running quarterbacks. Or mobile quarterbacks might be the better way. And what caught me off guard with Fran Tarkenton was the 342 touchdown passes. 342 touchdown passes. I didn't think that guy had that many. Now, I, I know he he made some Super Bowl appearances with Bud Grant and the Purple Pe- Purple People Eaters with Minnesota. But for me, and when I look at some of the stuff, I mean, just a so let's compare it. So Bart Starr was another quarterback that came to mind, you know, started off in in 1956 there, but didn't really get it going to what, 57? So his career touchdown passes, 152. And he played from 56 to 71. Fran Tarkin is 340-some. That 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 blew my mind. I, I didn't realize that. And then you start to dig into it a little bit deeper, and you start watching the film. It's like, why isn't this guy mentioned a little bit more? And I think if Rand Tarkenton had one of those Super Bowls, if he had a victory to to his resume, yeah, I I think he's talked about a little bit more. To be honest with you, I, I really do. When you add in the fact too that he was one of the first, if not the first, mobile quarterbacks out there. So I think Fran Tarkenton is my pick. What do you think? I want to hear from you. Find me on Twitter at Dan Casper, D-A-N-K-A-S-P-E-R, or on Facebook, same name, Dan Casper. Who do you think is the quarterback that would, uh, where his career or his legacy would be vastly improved in terms of like the historians or the analysts or anybody out there? Who would be looked upon better, if you will, if they had a Super Bowl championship to their name? If they, I think if I had to rank him, Fran Tarkenton, I think you're talking about a guy that probably, if you're making your quarterback rankings, he's probably a guy that jumps up double-digit spots. I mean, those are some great numbers for a guy that played in that era. What do you think? Let me know. I want to hear from you. But That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast. Again, reminder, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. Give us a good rating so other football fans can find us. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. I want to again. I want to hear your picks. I want to hear your thoughts uh, on this one. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast. I'm Dan Casper. As always, we'll chat with you next time. Let's get it started.